right, wall fans, common censors, podcast consumers. Welcome to episode 58 of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Got some great stuff for you tonight, today, next week, whenever you're listening to this, unless you're watching on the live feed, actually live, who knows when you're actually listening to it. Interestingly enough, I was looking at some numbers this week, and for some reason, episode zero has been pushing ridiculous download numbers lately. I, I don't know. I don't know. And here's the interesting thing. I got to go back and listen to episode zero, because I don't even remember what the hell was happening in episode zero. I, I really don't. It's been it's almost two years ago, and episode zero was one where I just walked into a room with a microphone and a computer and started talking, and Go Tell to the Wall podcast was born, so that's interesting. Uh, I wouldn't recommend listening. I, I got to go back and listen, but I wouldn't recommend listening to episode zero. <laughs> we probably found our stride somewhere around episode 10. That's when it, you know, we had all of the things happening and, and such like that, so... Uh, I wouldn't recommend listening to episode zero, but maybe, I don't know, maybe people just want to start at the beginning and, and that's where they're going is episode zero and you got to get through 57 of them as of the end of this episode, 58. So that's okay. Well, listen to all of them. If you're going to listen to all of them, then by all means, but if you're looking, you know, if you're, if you're just getting a sample size here, episode zero probably is not the best one to, uh, to, 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 to download and listen to as your first, I, I don't know. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> episode 58, go tell it's a wall podcast. We have social plugs as usual. We're not promoting Facebook anymore unless you're watching the live feed. Welcome to Facebook. I think we're going to be moving that live feed over to uh, Twitch. Twitch. I'm hearing so many good things about Twitch. So we're probably going to move the live feed over there, but we're not really promoting the Facebook page anymore. However, you can follow us on Twitter at TellTheWallPod or at Magic Muppet. That's my own personal Twitter account. All kinds of great nuggets of common sense coming at you just, just all week. All week. Eh, I don't want to... Let's tamper some expectations there. Nuggets of common sense coming at you every couple of days. But follow us there. That's how you can stay up on things. You can keep track of any of the content going up on YouTube. Although I did mention we're not producing new content for YouTube. But here's the thing is I've got like 20 videos <laughs> in the hopper that are all going on YouTube. So follow us on Twitter. But then, of course, you can also subscribe on YouTube. Just search Go Tell to the Wall. You don't need that last podcast word in there. You're going to find all of our beer reviews and, and stuff that we've already produced. And new stuff is coming up there. It's just we're not producing, shooting new stuff until we start seeing more numbers on the YouTube page. Interestingly enough, uh, after I said that last week, the YouTube numbers, like, started growing. This, it's, yeah, I, I don't understand. It, algorithms. Algorithms. Interestingly enough, we have a, I had a rant up there about a uh, certain actress who... Might have lost her television show this week, and that one, of course, started pushing ridiculous numbers because, of course, everyone's searching for that particular person. We'll get into that when we get into some TV film books here. Uh, and, of course, most importantly of all of those things, social-wise, website-wise, whatever, is SeanRourkeLive.com. That's going to take you to all the things I just mentioned, including Facebook, including Patreon, all of those great things. So, really, if, if you're having trouble remembering which... Twitter account to follow, where to subscribe, just head on over to the SeanOrourkeLive.com. That's going to take you to everything. You've got links up there. You've got some additional photos, some videos, all kinds of great stuff, SeanOrourkeLive.com. So check us out. Give us some love on the website. Send a message. I I have yet to get, like, a good message through the website. It all tends to be, why do you hate America? I don't hate America. I love America, and that's why I say the things I do. Hashtag common sense. 
<laughs> I just, maybe I should. Every every response. I, I half the time I don't respond. I just like, no, no. I, I'm not going to change your mind. You, clearly, you're not going to change my mind because I'm just riddled with common sense. Uh, so, but give give some love over there. You know what I'm saying? Ah, and of course, right now I mentioned it on episode 57. We have a little Indiegogo campaign going on right now. If you head over to Indiegogo.com uh, or just follow the Twitter, it's also on the website. You can get directly to the Go Tell It to the Wall Studio Indiegogo campaign. Uh, we're trying to raise a little more money just to get some new gear in here. If we do hit that goal, then we are launching a couple new podcast concepts including a co-host. That's that's the next thing. I've been talking about it for so long, but I, I don't want to bring a co-host into uh, the official like the official episodes, so we're going to have go tell us the wall something something or other as far as when we bring in the actual co-host. But please, please go to indiegogo.com, search go tell us the wall studio or, or pull the link off of the website, Twitter, even Facebook if you're going to or you, you can find the link on YouTube for God's sake. We have the Indiegogo video up on YouTube. Uh, and if you can, if you're so inclined, please, please contribute, uh, even if it's a dollar. We have some awesome rewards up there. Uh, you can get yourself a nice Go Tell to the Wall sticker. They're out of hand. Uh, I'm actually going to show the live feed here. These are the brand spanking new Go Tell It to the Wall stickers. They're very similar uh, to some of the some that you might have seen out in the world, uh, but these are the fancy new, like, full, I, I don't know, whatever. Whatever. Sticker Mule, I should have just pulled their stuff. They're, they're fancy stickers. They're nice. You can put them on your car, and they're not going to go anywhere. It's not going to fade or anything. Uh, and then just all kinds of things. You can get on our official wall of donors. It's going up in the studio here uh, once we finish our Indiegogo campaign, if we do hit our goal. Uh, so please, please support. And if, if you can't support financially, totally understand. A dollar is a lot to, to many people. I, it is a lot to me, even. Uh, please just share. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell anyone. Because, like I said, every little bit counts. And we're just we're. It's such a minimal. It's such a minimal goal. I've had people like, like really. That's what yeah. Because I'm I'm not trying to put more money out of my own pocket here, and I want to bring someone else in to the studio, and that that entails bringing in some new gear as well. Oh, hi, Chris. I'm so glad you joined, Chris. Don't go anywhere because I I you need to be here in in a couple minutes. Chris, Chris Hassong, our, our stats and information person and a uh, huge, huge fan of the show and contributor. Just join the live feed. We're going to get into I got a little little love for him shortly here. But please, please hit us up. Speaking of Indiegogo, hit us up on the Indiegogo uh, campaign. Shoot us a couple dollars. Share it. Do whatever you want. Um, do whatever you can. It's, it's very, very, very much appreciated. Again, that's Indiegogo.com. Uh, just search Go Tell to the Wall Studio. And again, it's it. It's such a minimal thing. I just I want to bring in a new board into here and a new mic so that basically we can have a whole new show concept just based on that that minimal minimal goal. That's what happens. Like sometimes it hits a point where like we don't make a lot of money with podcasts. You just you just don't, and uh, th that's why we have the Indiegogo campaign. So please share, contribute, do all the things, whatever it is. All right, let's get into some beer this week. Beer this week. Man, the live feed is just blowing up. Hi, Nate. Hi, Darshan. I th we're we're gonna mess with the live feed a little. Like we do, we do this back and forth. Like I kind of mess with the live feed on occasion, um, and and you know sometimes it's it's literally just me talking to Chris and or Bridget, depending what I'm looking. You know, but maybe we'll play with the live feed a little bit tonight. Anyway, beer this week. Beer this week. Tasty little brew from Boulder Beer Company. Boulder Beer company and it is called pulp fusion it's the pulp fusion blood orange ipa 
That's right. Blood Orange seems to be the popular thing right now to be throwing into beers. I know there's lots of popular things, but the Blood Orange is like kind of the flavor of the month right now. Uh, and I found some beers with the the Blood Orange in there. It's just like way too much, way too much Blood Orange. This one, however, the Pulp Fusion from Boulder Beer Company is, is kind of just the right amount. It's cutting that that hoppiness. Uh, in fact, before I came into the studio, I'm like my wife is my guinea pig when it comes to super hoppy beers because she does not like them. And I had her try it, and actually she liked it, despite the fact that it's an IPA. Uh, she really enjoyed it. So if if you're an IPA fan, check it out. It's a little. It's not lighter as far as lighter on flavor or on alcohol content. This thing's still sitting at 6.5, but it is a little let it the the fruitiness of the blood orange definitely cuts the the hoppiness of it. And like I said, this one actually it's like literally they throw blood oranges in there. And Boulder Beer Company, I had a couple of their beers, fan of them, you know, uh interesting craft brewery to check out if you if you have the means, if you can find it by you or if you live in Boulder, Colorado. Uh but check them out, Pulp Fusion. Mm, I'm enjoying it. I wouldn't say I'd buy a bunch of them, uh, but I'm enjoying it. It's a, good, it's a nice little tasty IPA. In fact, Chris, you would probably like this blood orange. Uh, maybe I'll try to – I've got one more. I'll try to save it for you because uh, he is not a huge uh, – not a huge IPA fan. Yeah, not a huge – I mean, a lot of people aren't. It's, it's, like a, it's like either you really like IPAs and hoppy beers or you just don't like them at all, interestingly. Um, all right, a couple more things for the opening. We are now on Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio, which is funny because it's hard for me to keep track of all the things that we're on uh, as, as far as the, the different websites, the different podcast apps and all that stuff, and didn't realize we weren't on Stitcher. A lot of people use Stitcher, thought we were on there, I thought they were automatically pulling. They weren't, uh, but this week we got Go Tell It's a Wall podcast up on Stitcher Radio, uh, so, so check out Stitcher Radio, if that's where you consume your podcasts or consume music or radio shows, whatever else, uh, you can also add us now on Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio. I think you just go to Stitcher.com uh, and, and do that there. Interestingly enough, we're, we're also working with a website now called AdvertiseCast. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully, maybe, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we might actually have some some sponsors for the show coming up here uh, here shortly. So let's see. Let's see. It's, this is going to have to be sponsors that are okay with me ranting and raving about common sense, and everyone should be okay with that. All right, I got one more thing on the opening. I want to get a little sappy here for j- just for a moment. Just just for a quick moment, I want to get a little sappy here. And I, this is not like this is – I didn't even make notes on this, but it's just – it's, you know. Uh, so I sit here every week. Every Thursday I sit here, and I record an episode. And I love doing it. I, I do. Uh, but at times it's very difficult. And you might say – Recording a podcast is easy. Anyone can do it. I hear this constantly. All you need is a microphone and some recording software. And recording software you can find for free. I get it. You can find it for free. And I get it. It is, it is easy to do. I always joke. I'm in here talking to a wall, telling things to a wall. You know, and if people want to listen, then people listen. Uh, but at times it does get difficult. It gets difficult to get into the studio. You know, especially if you listen to episode 57. That was a very difficult week for, for very, very, very many reasons. And sometimes it's just not that easy. It's not that easy to get to get up and get into the studio to do this every week. As easy as it is to actually physically do it. But you know what helps? What helps push me to do that is friends and supporters. And that's why when Chris jumped on the live feed, I said, don't go anywhere. Because Chris Hassong is not only the stats and information person for the show, his wife, Bridget Hassong, 
is the on-air producer. They were both thrown into this. They don't get paid. They don't get paid at all. They help out and they support the show. They share things on social platforms and with their friends more than anybody else. And to top it all off, they are both patrons of the show. To top it all off, there's one more thing on that. And even on top of that, yesterday I go to check the Indiegogo going, oh, there's another, another contribution. And who is it but none other than Chris motherfucking Hassong supporting the podcast again. He supports it morally, physically, and financially. And you have no idea how much that means to me, really to any podcaster out there. That little bit that, that not that little bit, that huge contribution, but even those little things. Because this isn't easy. You say it's easy. Well, everyone has a podcast and blah, blah. It's always a joke. Everyone has a podcast. Let me ask you something. You probably have some friends, a friend, that has a podcast. But let me also ask you this. How many episodes did they record? Did they do one or two episodes and, and they haven't done anything for a year or two? That's where the difficulty comes in. To sustain this. And I got to be honest, without people like Chris and Bridget supporting Go Tell to the Wall, I don't know that this would be happening every week. Now, and, and there's plenty of other people out there. We always, I always talk about number one wall fan, Darshan. You know, and my wife is a, a just ridiculous supporter. My mother, same thing, ridiculous supporter. She'll call me and, and you know, and, t and talk me through things. But the difference is they have to support me. My wife has to support me. My mother has to support me. But people like Chris and Bridget or Joan, who's sitting eating dinner with my wife right now, those are the people that make this continue. And it's the little things. And this is not just for podcasts or for influencers or friends that you have that have small businesses. This really just speaks to life. It's the little things that may not mean so much to you when you're putting them out there in the world, but they mean the world to someone else. Think about that. Think about that. In fact, I have a friend who commented on something I had posted about the podcast uh, like a week ago. Good friend of mine, burner friend. We, we were in Conclave together, burner friend. Our first burn, we both had the same first burn. And I didn't even realize he was an avid listener. He said, I, you know, I'm a, I, I listen to your podcast, or I wa he watches. Some people like to watch. He watches a podcast all the time, and he said it's really inspirational. And it's such a little, minimal thing to say that. But to me, that kept me going. Just that one person, especially when it comes to the month that we're in, Mental Health Awareness Month. Those are important things. It's like Bridget, where I will get a text when thing, like I'm having trouble with something, and she literally talks me down off the ledge. Chris, who's thrown out, always use common sense wherever we are. You know, all of you out there, you have no idea how much you are appreciated. And I needed to take a moment to point that out to everyone, how important those little things are. Little things and big things. We're at a point where this is going to be called the Go Tell It to the Wall Hisong Studio. Might happen. They're just going to put a plaque. <laughs> Chris and Bridget Hisong Studio. Anyway, all right, I had to get sappy there for just a few minutes. Um, but thank you all for supporting and, and just, and even beyond supporting people, with, like I said, with businesses and stuff, just, just remember those little things. Tell people how you're feeling, you know, how you're feeling. Even if it's like, that made me laugh. That could mean everything to someone. It really could. Now, don't be insincere. But remember, if you think something's awesome, tell them it's awesome. You think something's funny, tell them it's funny. You're inspired by something, let them know. 
You're keeping those people going. Much like all of our supporters do. Because that's what keeps me moving every day. I mean, so I look at numbers. especially. That's why we're done with Facebook. I've watched Facebook numbers just bottom out. Just bottom out. Completely bottom out. But that's what keeps it moving. That's what keeps it moving. And we're going to continue. We're going to hit that Indiegogo goal. We're bringing in a co-host. We're going to have some new concepts, new shows, and we're doing it. That's what we're doing. This is giving me my viewers looking at the live feed for a second. All right, let's move on. Let's get into some social social media. Not social consciousness, but social media. All right, so I got some funny ones, uh, luckily, because after last week uh, where we got a little intense on the social section, I got some funny ones um, Funny ones this week. And an interesting little tidbit that I threw into social probably could have gone into tech as well. Actually, I don't think we have much. Yeah, right, we'll, get, we'll get to that point. So one of the first hashtags I was looking at this week is hashtag signs of a spoiled child. And I want to give you a couple of my favorites that I found as I was looking through these things. Uh, first one would be Twitter rants. Hashtag signs of a spoiled child Twitter rants. This one also features a photo of the orange menace making a very ridiculous face. So we all know where they were going with that one. Because clearly the biggest, I mean, here's the thing. The biggest spoiled child in this country right now is the orange menace. And we all know it. Biggest spoiled child in the country right now. <laughs> However, I got two, two just ridiculous funny ones. I, I laughed out loud on both of these. Uh, so the first <laughs> hashtag signs of a spoiled child. You left them unrefrigerated for too long and this one's extra funny because the dude i think I, yeah it's a guy david uh his, his twitter handle is the scrambled egg and it's like do you just go around with like egg puns and jokes all the time i mean this one made me laugh like out loud but do you just go around with egg puns all the time i, I don't know uh, and the other one i liked uh, my butler is typing this tweet right now hashtag signs of a spoiled child yes yeah if your butler is tweeting for you or your I got a spoiled child. Nothing wrong with having a butler. Please don't send me hate mail about, I have a butler and my child isn't spoiled. I'm sure that there's, that's fine. But you know what? We're having some fun here. Uh, oh my gosh. I cannot find my, there we go. All right, moving on. Hashtag, hashtag my browser history in five words. Hashtag my browser history in five words. Now this one I also found funny. Uh, this one, I couldn't tell if it was funny or kind of depressing because it could go either way. Uh, so hashtag my browser history in five words, how to sell a kidney. Now, if that's a joke, it's really funny. However, if the dude was actually Googling that, then I, I, I feel kind of, uh, kind of bad for him because I think it's, again, I think it's a dude. I just, I, I'm so terrible with using like dude. I mean, dude can be a guy, woman or man or whatever. Uh, but like I tend to say guys all the time and it's like, I don't, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just one of those words. Anyway, uh, the other one I really liked was, uh, <laughs> my browser history in five words, cat memes and cat gifts. And you know, there are plenty of people out there where their, their entire browser history is, uh, is cat memes and cat gifts. I, I would like to say I can relate. I don't do the, I always tease on the cat videos, but it's fine. If you enjoy the cat videos, I totally understand. Uh, and the other one I found urban dictionary, comma maybe some porn <laughs> yep yep let's uh, let's let's you know call it like it is all right another one that i found today today may 31st 2018 and i found this super appropriate because today is the last day 
of Mental Health Awareness Month. The month of May is Mental Health Awareness Month. I'm wearing my purple beanie tonight because purple is the color for mental health awareness. And this one, I'm not going to even go into like all of the different, uh, I'm not going to go into all like actual specific tweets here, but today is hashtag national smile day. And this really goes back to what I was just talking about. It's those little things. It's those little things. Smile. Just throw a smile on your face. And I'm I'm so guilty of this myself. I mean, if I get in a bad way, if I you know, if I'm having I I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. But sometimes I find if I'm out walking or something, someone just gives me a random smile. I can say it turns my mood around, but it, it definitely improves it. So remember that. Wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, smile. Smile every day. Not just because it's National Smile Day, but smile. You might brighten someone's day. You might. Maybe you won't, but nothing bad's going to come of it. Just try and smile. I know, it sounds like a terrible... It doesn't even sound like a terrible inspirational poster. It just sounds like like that's something that would be on there. I'm not even being good enough to be... Saying it well enough to do a inspirational poster, but just, just, just smile. Put a smile on your face. Make the world a better place. Oh, God. <laughs> Deep cut. Oh, you know what? I, here's the thing. I'm... If someone can recognize that one, put a smile on your face, make the world a better place, where I just pulled that from, uh, you can come sit in the studio for two episodes. Tweet me. Tweet me. Where did that come from? Bridget, don't, yeah, I, you probably know. <laughs> so don't, don't spoil it. Uh, all right, moving along. I have some more more interesting news on, on social. And this one is not, uh, not hashtags. Um... But it's an interesting tidbit, and we kind of knew this. We've known this for, for quite a while, uh, and that would be the, the deterioration of Facebook usage among teens, like true teens, not just, uh, not just like, you know, not like 18-year-olds, but true teens, like 13 to 17. Well, not just, but sometimes I mix up my words. Uh, but true teens, like living at home teens, 13, this is a survey done with 13 to 17-year-olds. We've actually got some interesting numbers here because this is something we, we've known. Like I said, we've known Facebook's not cool anymore. Facebook's for your parents. Like, you know, that's what it is. It's like, trust me, I, I like the generation just ahead of me, like my parents' generation, they're all about the Facebook, constantly, constantly on the Facebook, you know. And I'm on there for, because I'm usually researching some show stuff or whatever else it is, uh, posting and telling all of you people to actually subscribe and listen to the, to the damn podcast, you know. Uh, anyway. But I have some interesting numbers, like I said. So what we're looking at right now is this survey that was done among 13 to 17-year-olds uh, is that only 51% of them use Facebook, use it, like, at all use Facebook. However, 85% from this survey, 85% use YouTube, 72% use Instagram, 72 and 69% use Snapchat, Snapchat. And I just found that really interesting, and we're seeing here just the shift, the shift. Now, if 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 I I don't want to say old enough, like it hasn't been that long, but if 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 you know if you're at a certain age right now where MySpace was a thing for you, it was a thing for me for like five minutes. I was so reluctant to get on it, got on it, and then like a week later, people were like, "You're not on Facebook." I'm like, what the hell is Facebook, dude? Anyway, you know, we we saw this progression, and Twitter kind of took over. You can see it from the opening of Silicon Valley. Like Twitter, the Twitter sign on Silicon Valley uh, has just gotten bigger and bigger. 
Don't worry, Chris. I'm on the Facebook too. <laughs> Facebook. I found Facebook. I, I think it is at the point for like family photos. The thing I do there on there the most is post like photos of of my toddler, so that the rest of the family can see. Uh, but it's interesting. We'll see how these these social media trends kind of kind of how they continue to move along. It's it it's definitely uh, definitely going to be interesting. Um, but I I just found that interesting that we're seeing a definite like you can see the actual numbers here. Uh, as opposed to just like the rumors and like the jokes of oh, Facebook is for your parents, you know, like that type of thing. Uh, so anyway, all right, let's move along. Oh, oh, man. Oh, man. So no effects, no effects. Fat Mike. We've spoken well about Fat Mike on this podcast in the past. And in fact, we have had uh, the the punk and drublick. Uh, hoppy IPA. We've had that on the podcast. We have a beer review of it up on the YouTube channel. Well, some news broke this morning. This morning. And thank you to Bridget, our on-air producer, who actually pointed it out to me this morning. Like First thing in the morning, I'm like, oh, God, what's going on here? Uh, so NoFX played a show at Punk Rock Bowling in Vegas. If you're not familiar with Punk Rock Bowling, it's they, they do these things like a bowling event, and, and some of the, the artists and musicians will actually bowl, but you can go bowl, and then they have bands. Like, it's punk rock bands, you know. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. It's really cool. It's a cool thing. So they're playing punk rock bowling in Vegas. And, of course, and I'm not going to get into the minutia of how this came up, but there was something about Muslims and, and, and however they got to that point. And one of the other members of the band, not Fat Mike, said, only country fans... This is, and I quote, not a direct quote, uh, but only country fans get shot in Vegas. Yeah. Or no, here's the direct quote. Uh, and I quote, I guess you only get shot in Vegas if you are in a country band. And then Fat Mike turns to his bandmate and says, at least, and this is, I quote, at least they were country fans and not punk rock fans. And, of course, there's actually video of this. The crowd booed him. The crowd booed him. Rightfully so. Because here's the thing. This is never something you joke about. In fact, I was just talking to Joan uh, about this before I came into the studio. No Effects is a band that rides that line. They, they've always ridden that line. This is a band that has a song called My Vagina. They've ridden that line. But this is somewhere you cannot cross it. You can't make jokes about people being murdered. I don't care who they are. You all know how much I hate the Orange Menace. If he was assassinated or killed, whatever it is, murdered, I wouldn't get on here and joke about it. And that's probably the person that I personally hate the most in the world right now. Wouldn't get on there and joke about it. So Fat Mike was dead wrong here. No effects was dead, dead, dead wrong. So I'm no, no longer a No Effects fan been a no effects fan for a very 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 long time won't be supporting them anymore just won't do it and the interesting thing is i immediately immediately thought of stone and i said oh my god punk and drublick they have a relationship with fat mike no effects and the punk and drublick festival well i kid you not within an hour of this news breaking about fat mike stone released a statement they cut ties immediately with NoFX and Fat Mike. Immediately. They will no longer be brewing the Punk and Drublick Hoppy Lager. 
And in fact, any profits that they have made off of the pumpkin drublick lager, get this wall fans common sensors. This is why Stone is my favorite brewery. San Diego Brewery, Common Sense Brewery. All the profits from pumpkin drublick hoppy lager are being donated to the Las Vegas Metro Police Department Foundation. And they are actually providing uh, counseling for victims and for people affected by the Route 91 concert shootings. So good on you, Stone. Thank you. Because here's some good coming out of this. Because we see how good Stone is and how socially conscious they are. And in fact, I want to give you this quote from Stone. Direct quote from Stone. Uh, And I quote, We apologize to the fans of the beer itself, but know that we make this decision out of respect to all. Punk rock is cool. These callous comments were the furthest thing from it. Reading that earlier and just and just now gives me goosebumps. Honestly does. Gives me goosebumps. It's my favorite brewery. Standing up for what's right. No hesitation. Standing up for what's right. So good on you, Stone. No effects and Fat Mike. Uh, just go ahead and give up. Just go ahead and give up. You're not going to be able to play any more shows. You're not going to be able to record any more music and have people actually want to listen to it. Uh, so unfortunately, just give up because there's no excuse no excuse for joking about people being murdered. There never is. There never is. Unless you're Roseanne Barr. And then <laughs> we'll get into that in a few minutes here. Uh, one more thing I want to mention is new music from Bastille. Bastille, if you're not familiar with Bastille, highly, highly recommend checking them out. They are not the crappy punk rock that we usually talk about on this show, uh, but they are a fantastic band, uh, and they have new music. Not a, There's not a new album out yet, but they have a new single out called Quarter Past Midnight. I cannot recommend... Uh, rec- <laughs> I cannot recommend <laughs> Bastille enough. Uh, I just I just can't because they're a fantastic band and the quarter past midnight single that just came out in the video definitely check them out check it out on YouTube as you're heading over to the go tells the wall page uh, check out check them out and check them out check them out their music check out everything there is about them because like I said I cannot recommend Bastille enough it's just fantastic fantastic music I don't think I've ever really talked about them on the show either which is an oversight on my part um, it has been a good week. Chris, it's been a good week for taking out the trash. We're going to get into uh, some of that in just a few minutes. Uh, all right, TV, film, books. TV, film, and books. Man, I'm just I'm fading a little bit this week. i got to be honest, Wall fans. Mm. I think it's just been a busy like week or so. and That's what it is, too. I've been pulling live events. That's what it is. I've been pulling live events. I'm booked again tomorrow for, for a little live event down in the Pacific Palisades. <laughs> for those of you not in the Los Angeles area, yeah, that sucks for me. <laughs> Only sucks for me because i got to drive the Pacific Palisades on a freaking Friday. Um, outside of that, it doesn't really suck. It's the commute that sucks. You know, it, it, it takes me 20 minutes to go two miles sometimes here in Los Angeles. I'm, I'm not, that's like not, any, not even an exaggeration. If anything, it's an under-exaggeration. Um, all right, let's get into some TV film books. So, Happy Time Murders. You know, this is crazy. I hadn't mentioned this one on the podcast yet. Happy Time Murders is a new film coming out uh, starring Melissa McCarthy. I believe also produced by Melissa McCarthy. Written 
and produced and possibly directed. I have to check. Nobody quote me on the, the actual director there by Brian Henson. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. If Brian, Brian Henson puts his name on anything. I'm watching it. Like, I don't. It could be him sitting at a desk writing like, oh, OK. Oh, bro, oh I'm, I'm there. I'll watch it. But this Happy Time Murders is uh, it's their tagline is no sesame all street. And this is raunchy Muppets at their finest. I'm bringing this up twofold because prepare yourselves for this film because I've talked about Puppet Up on the podcast before. And this looks like it's Puppet Up on the big screen with Melissa McCarthy. Like, who doesn't like Melissa McCarthy? It's hard to, I, I, it's hard for me to see ways you could not like Melissa McCarthy unless you're, uh, what's his face? Sean, whatever. I don't tend to keep track. I, like, I don't care what that guy's name is. The, the old press secretary, you know, <laughs> then maybe. Maybe you're not, you know, like a Melissa McCarthy too much. So I'm ridiculously excited about this one. But I also bring it up because the the uh, producers of Sesame Street actually levied a lawsuit against the producers of the Happy Time Murders over the tagline of No Sesame All Street. This actually came up, and this actually came up like a week ago, the lawsuit. The Happy Time Murders trailer came out like two weeks ago. Check out the trailer. Definitely do the uh, the Red Band trailer and don't watch it with your kids, <laughs> especially if your kids watch Sesame Street. Uh, um, and because there's no brand confusion here with Sesame Street, but if your kids only see like Muppets on Sesame Street, then it, it might be a little weird. So the lawsuit came up like a week ago where the, the Sesame Street producers, and I'm not even going to say creators because the Sesame Street characters were created by Jim Henson, the father of Brian Henson. Uh, thank you, Chris. Sean Spicer. God, how was I blanking on that name? Spicy. It's like, once they're gone, I just put them out of my head. I'm like, ah, you're trash. You're trash. Put them out of my head. So anyway, like I said, Jim Henson actually created the characters for Sesame Street. So it's not, you know, okay, brand confusion, whatever. Well, it got in front of a judge just this week. Got in front of a judge. And the judge tossed out the lawsuit. Tossed it out and said, uh, you're crazy. You guys don't own the copyright on Sesame or Street because it's, again, no Sesame All Street. They don't own a copyright on, you know. And clearly there's no brand confusion. This is like when we were talking about the two Dr. Dre's. One's a gynecologist, one's a rapper. This is an R-rated film. The uh, Sesame Street, I almost said, I was just about to say PBS. Sesame Street is not on PBS anymore. It's on HBO. Sesame Street's on, on HBO. They're very different. Very, very different shows. This, I mean, this would be like uh, filmmakers going after, uh, like, tr- I guess traditional filmmakers going after going after pornographic filmmakers for, for like stealing their a similar to you know like come on come on it's a happy time murders gonna continue they're gonna still continue using the no sesame all street tagline I'm sure and uh, I'll be counting down the days I'll be counting down the days man counting down the days uh, all right before I get all ranty and stuff here one more little tidbit of news and I only bring this up because I talked about it last week uh, and that was a little show called the middle. The middle that ended its 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 entire series run last week. Well, ABC just announced they've actually got a spinoff, a spinoff of the middle that they've announced that they're working on. It's in development right now, uh, and it's actually going to revolve around Sue, the the middle child, the the daughter of of the family in the middle. It's going to revolve around her. I'm sure we're going to see some Patricia Heaton, uh, as well as the actor who plays Mike, and I'm. This, this is what's so funny. Uh, I, I'm about to call myself out on this right now. The actor who plays Mike is, like, I, I totally know his name, but I never, like, actually use his name. 
So I just know him as the janitor. And, like, my wife, like, I'll be like, oh, look, it's the janitor. And I don't mean that in an insulting way. I, I absolutely love the actor. Uh, but he played on, he played a janitor on a fantastic show called Scrubs. God, if you're not, if you're not familiar with Scrubs, just uh, go Netflix, all of it, because it's all gold, except for the last season where it was no longer Zach Braff. Uh, but just go Netflix, it, 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 it's all gold. Uh, anyway, so that's why I, like, I, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, but he was the janitor from Scrubs, and he's also the father on the middle. So that's going to be interesting. I, I don't know. You know, these spinoffs, they kind of can go different ways. Grownish really crashed and burned, uh, although Blackish is, is kind of still going on. And remember all those, remember all the spinoffs, like sign, there was going to be sign, spinoffs from Seinfeld. There, was gonna, there were spinoffs from Friends and all. Nope, 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 didn't work. So we'll see what happens. Oh, oh man. Oh, that's when we cracked the knuckles for what we're moving on to. Get a little sip of my uh, Pulp Fusion Blood Orange IPA. Oh, we had some news this week. Some news. Roseanne Barr. Roseanne Barr. I talked about her a couple months ago on this podcast when everyone was all excited. Oh, Roseanne's doing great ratings and all this stuff. Check it out on the YouTube channel. It's still there. It's there. In fact, it doing ridiculous numbers this week because people are searching for Roseanne stuff. You'll see what I'm talking about when, like, the fact that I called this out before. Well, people lost their minds, and I'm not even going to quote her tweet. She had an extremely inappropriate tweet directed at somebody that worked under uh, Barack Obama. Directed right at her. Directed directly at her. God. (laughs) Directed right at uh, that woman who worked under Barack Obama. Well, everyone lost their minds right away that morning. Lost their minds. And it didn't take ABC that long to cancel her show. Like, pretty quick thereafter, ABC announced they were canceling Roseanne. Which, good on you, ABC, for canceling Roseanne in the first place. But, you get more of a golf clap. And why do you get, really, a golf clap instead of a uproarious applause? That tweet was extremely offensive. Extremely offensive. However, ABC knew what it was getting. ABC knew that Roseanne was a bigoted racist and a raging Orange Menace supporter. Now, you can be an Orange Menace supporter, and that's fine. I don't think, I mean, a friend, a friend of mine out on social platforms earlier had a joke about, well, give him a bag of cocaine and, and, and his Twitter and see what happens. But, t- you know, there's a difference between, at the time, an Orange Menace supporter like Tim Allen, and someone who's just blatantly throwing racism out into the world. And yes, this was an incredibly insensitive and racist tweet that she put out. However, there's an image that she tweeted a while back. And I encourage you to Google it, because she tweeted it. And we know this isn't Photoshopped or anything. She tweeted it. It is Roseanne Barr dressed as Hitler. Say, oh, was it a Halloween party? No. Dressed as Hitler, smiling, and holding a cookie sheet full of gingerbread Jews. Gingerbread Jewish people. That she was pulling out of the oven. Think about that, wall fans and common censors. Yeah, good on ABC for pulling the plug when they did. However, the insensitivity... To Jewish people, that that was okay. You were still okay to put her on the air at that point. 
Because here's the thing. I read the tweet. Incredibly offensive. Incredibly insensitive. Nothing. Nothing compared to dressing like Hitler and putting Jew gingerbread cookies in the oven. That's nothing. So we're all applauding ABC. And yeah, okay. Because they were making money. They were making money. But you know what's interesting? Their stock dipped. About an hour before they canceled Roseanne, their stock dipped. That was actually before the cancellation. So I'm not gonna I'm not trying to call out ABC or anything. I mean I am, but I'm not. Good on them. However, you knew what you were getting. That's the thing. You knew what you were getting. You go out and adopt a lion and put it in your backyard and it eats your eats your kid. You can't oh man, I I had no idea that was gonna happen. It's a fucking lion. She's a racist bigot. What did you expect? Like, honestly, what did you expect? And she continued. She apologized, but then she started retweeting all this insensitive stuff, fake stuff, photoshopped stuff. I got no sympathy for you, Roseanne. And I got no sympathy for John Goodman. And I got no sympathy for, uh, oh my God, Sarah blanking on her name. The middle daughter on Roseanne. Blanking on her name. Got no sympathy. Uh, The people I do have sympathy for is the entire crew that is now looking for a job. And here's the thing, ABC. Fortunately, it was off-season. But if this had happened, if this was a fall release for Roseanne, and you would have had to cancel the show with the same timeline you did here like two months into the show, you would have really left that crew out to dry. Here, at least, we're off-season. It's summer, and hopefully most of them can day play. But by starting a show and knowing that you were putting a racist bigot in there, you essentially knew that eventually this was going to happen as far as I'm concerned. And you handcuffed a lot of that crew who put their time and energy into this thinking it was going to be successful, which it was, and now they have to find something new. Again, luckily it's summer, and hopefully most of them will day play, do something else. Uh, No, not Sarah Chalk, Bridget. Uh... Maybe I'm just, you know, uh, oh my gosh, not Becky, uh, the, the middle, she was the producer on the show and I'm just, I'm just totally blanking on her name. Apologies wall fans, but, uh, the dark haired one. Uh, and, and now I just, I can't even remember her name on the show. Uh, she's, she's the one that's with Johnny Galecki on the show. Thank you, Sarah Gilbert. Thank you, Bridget. Sarah Gilbert. God, I was just like, I was blank and I was seeing her name all like the past couple days, just all over the place. Uh, Anyway, I got one more piece of a little tidbit here on uh, TV, film, and books. And that would be, this one, I I debated putting this in social, but I put it in TV, film, and books because it's it's really pertaining to the industry. Uh, So John Lasseter, who was one of the founders of Pixar, got into some trouble a while back. God, it's probably been over a year now. Uh, He was really early on with the Me Too movement in Hollywood and everything else. Really early on, and all the sexual harassment had come out. Uh, and he left Walt Disney Animation Studios and Pixar Animation because he, he was actually the head of both of those studios, which really, they're, just, they're using, the, and I don't mean that in a weird way, it's just they use Pixar as a name, but it's all under Disney. He, he was the, the chair of, of both of those studios. Uh, and left to take uh, a sabbatical. Well, actually, it's so, so seven months ago, almost less than a year ago, but about seven months ago, he took a sabbatical. And there's been rumors flying around, could John Lasseter come back to Disney? Could he come back? Most people were like, no, 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 no. But there's this undercurrent that's saying, you know what? He's probably going to come back at some point here. Probably is. Well, 
everyone started to realize that he might be able to. And again, it's Disney. We've seen some of the mistakes they've made here just this week. Well, not just this week. In the past few months. They made a good decision this week by actually canceling the damn thing. So we know that Disney doesn't always make the best decisions. However, there is a nice little hashtag going around on the social platforms right now, and it is hashtag LoseLasseter. And apparently it's gaining quite a bit of steam. So we'll see what happens with that one. Uh, personally, I don't think he is... I don't think he's coming back. I just... I don't. I, I You know, he's going to go the way of Harvey Weinstein, except probably not... I, I don't know that he's going to get prosecuted to the extent that Harvey Weinstein has, uh, but he's not going to be able to come back to to the Walt Disney Company, the Animation Studios, Pixar Animation Studios, or any of those. I just... I don't see it happening. But you never know. I've been amazed in the past, so you just... You never know. Ah. Uh. All right, let's get into some tech. Ooh, I'm excited about this one. I Like, I'm excited about this one. Google. Google. We'll give a round of applause to Google. I shouldn't, but we'll give a round of applause to him. Here comes the hate mail as soon as people realize why I'm giving a round of applause to Google. Probably a rogue coder up at Google. They had a little glitch come out today. Today. And what happened with that glitch was if you Googled the California Republican Party, if you're familiar with Google and most search engines, it actually pops up a, uh, a knowledge, what they call a knowledge panel. So before you actually click on a site, it gives you kind of a top line stuff. You know, you see this with a lot of Wikipedia pages. It'll, it'll pull them and, and Google's actually pulling those so that you see instead of just seeing a website title and, or maybe an article title, it's giving you a little, little beefier there, you know, so you might see like, founding dates and, and whatever else. Well, today, when you searched for the California Republican Party on Google, it popped up the knowledge panel. And the knowledge panel included a little burb, burb, blurb from Wikipedia. Uh, it also had a leadership column, the founding year column, and then it has an ideology column. And the first ideology listed for California GOP was Nazism. That's right. The first ideology listed for the California GOP, Nazism, that came before conservatism, 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 Jesus Christ, conservatism, uh, market liberalism, fiscal conservatism, green conservatism. What, the, what a dumb word. Conserv like, come on. Conservatism. Like, that's dumb. I'm like, I always wonder this. It's the same thing with liberals. I'm not even trying to be like, you know, on either one of the sides here. Like, lib, like liberal. Con what? It's it's all these boxes that that everyone lives in. And I talked talked about this on the podcast before. That's why I'm a registered independent, not the independent party. I'm independent. I ain't voting just because you're in a party. Now, of course, because of the hatred that comes out of a certain side of the political spectrum here, I do tend to lean to one side. Uh, however, I'm. I, Democrat or Republican by any means. Uh, and of course, Google has since removed the ideology panel from the uh, the search engine. So you're not going to be able to find it yourself, but there's awesome little screenshots. Uh, and of course, this is the one time in my life I found myself on Hannity.com. And I'm going to go ahead and close that one right now because that was a little too long on a Sean Hannity website. Oh, ho, ho. All right, let's get into some common sense. We're running a little short. Well, I see. I thought we were going to be short. This, this always happens. I'm like, we're going to be short. This nope. 
Nah, we're doing a freaking hour, like usual. Freaking, like it's a bad thing. It's fine. I just I just thought I was going to be too short on energy. I've been doing live events and everything else is just going crazy. Getting these stickers produced and everything, you know, getting those out into the world. Uh, Chris, I don't know if you guys, Chris and Bridget, I got stickers for you. I don't know if you saw them earlier. Oh, getting these out into the world, you know. And if you're interested in having a sticker, you're not seeing me personally, uh, definitely head on over to the Indiegogo page, you know, for a minimal donation, you can get yourself a sticker. For an even bigger donation, you can be on the wall of supporters. Yeah, let's see how that goes. All right. Oh, and one more note on the California GOP. Here's the thing is if you're offended that the ideology of Nazism comes up, you know what? Maybe stop supporting Nazis. I, I don't really feel bad for you here because that's the thing is is the, the president of the United States of America, uh, the Orange Menace, who happens to be aligned with your party has clearly like it's, this isn't even a question clearly spoken out in support of Nazis. I, I mean, he did it. Charlottesville. He did it. Very fine people. Very fine people. There you go. Google just change Nazism to very fine peopleism. Right? Right. That'll make everyone happy. Very fine peopleism. Is that even a word? Peopleism. Oh, write that down. Bridget peopleism. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But sometimes that's the thing is I make these notes and then I like I come back the next day and I'm like, what the hell was I talking about? Sometimes it's gold, like trash tag, which we didn't come up with, but hadn't heard of it. Sometimes it's gold, orange menace that like copyright, you know, not really orange menace. I'm sure other people are using it, uh, but people isn't that's probably not probably not going to use that one. Probably not going to be a go tell it's a wall term, but I'm going to write down anyway. I'll look at it tomorrow and be like, what the hell was I talking about? And then I'll go back and listen to the podcast and be like, oh, yeah, no, it's not funny. It's not funny. Yeah, I 100% agree with you on that one. Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. He he literally supported Nazis. Like, it's it's there. <laughs> like, we have video of it. Like, it happened. This isn't like, oh, it's Photoshop. No, no, no. He said it. it. Like, we all saw it. It happened. Yes. Very fine people. Very fine people. And defending Tammy. Loves to defend Tammy. Freaking Tammy Lauren. No, it's Tommy Lauren. Tommy Laren. Don't give me the hate mail. We call her Tammy Lauren because she looks like a Tammy. Oh, it's bad to be a Tammy. It's bad to be. God. Okay. Now we're tangenting. Tan we're getting tangented. See, that's one that sticks around. Go tell it's a wall podcast term. Tangented. Ugh. All right. Uh, a couple things on common sense, and then we're going to wrap it up for the week. Uh, so we had a little news coming out of. Uh, actually, this one just dropped today, too. So a Southwest plane bound for LAX from. I believe it was from San Francisco, SFO, had to make an emergency landing in San Jose. And this happened Wednesday afternoon. This just it came out in the news today. And apparently what happened was, and I'm laughing because it's kind of funny, but it's not funny. This is like you're dumb. Like, dude, are you really that dumb funny? Uh, and then it's kind of funny just because, like, mate, there is apparently people that, like, that dumb. So it's, But, I mean, if I'd been on this plane, I'd be so pissed. I hate flying. And if you're, you're going to put me through another landing and take off just because some idiot, well... Apparently, some idiot on the Southwest flight decided to go to the the lavatory and light up a joint. Decided to go to the lavatory and light up a joint and push some smoke, set off the smoke alarm, push smoke out into the the uh, cabin, and of course, people smelled marijuana because people know what marijuana smells like. Now, if you're not familiar with California wall fans, common sensors, let's get let's uh, let's unpack this for a minute. He was going from San Francisco to LAX. 
It's been a while since I've made that flight. Actually, I don't think I've made that flight. I've done San Diego to SFO, and I've done San Diego to San Jose, and that's like an hour-long flight. So LA or San Francisco to LAX, you're looking at like less than an hour flight, less than an hour. Now, we at Go Tell Us the Wall podcast are huge proponents of medical marijuana and even recreational marijuana. However, if you can't go that hour on a plane without sparking up a joint, you do have a problem. You do. On top of that, because here's the thing. You always hear about this, and I've talked to people that have had, have, I've never done it, that have flown with marijuana flying to states where they don't have medical marijuana or recreational marijuana. So it's like, okay, you, you need to get it there. Here's the thing. In California, we now have recreational marijuana. You don't even need a medical verification like you did up until this past January. This dude was flying from San Francisco to LAX within the state of California. Couldn't make it like an hour without smoking a joint. And it's not the excuse of, well, I had to bring some marijuana. No, no, dude. You can get off the plane at LAX. It's probably going to take you, it's going to take you like, I mean, I don't, I don't go down, I've never, I don't know about the, how, how many there are around LAX, but, you know, once you get out of LAX, probably going to take you 20 minutes to find a place, you just go get some recreational marijuana. Call it a day, instead of grounding an airplane. I mean, come on. And as if Southwest, as if Southwest didn't have enough problems to deal with, with windows flying off, cockpit, windshields breaking, and all this other stuff, now they got to deal with dumbasses. Uh, apparently smoking joints in the lavatory. Like, I just, I, I don't understand. Like, I, this one I just don't, like, I don't understand at all. Like, if you were flying to Australia from L.A., like, I still wouldn't understand, but it's like, all right, dude, that's like a 12-hour flight. Like, okay. Like, okay. Freaking hour-long flight. You can, you can, like, buy marijuana when you land. I just, I don't get it. I, like, really? You do have a problem. You do have a problem. Med- marijuana is not chemically addictive, but if you if you can't make it to a flight, you have a problem. You have a problem. And if it's an anxiety thing, here's the thing. With flying anxiety, because I use medical marijuana for my mental illness. I do. With flying anxiety, medical marijuana does not help in that situation. It does not help in that situation. If you have that much trouble where you need to take something to fly, like honestly, between me and all of you wall fans out there, Oh, that's interesting. That's a good point. Uh, take something, I don't want to say, not something more powerful, but something like real. Like take yourself, a, take a Valium, take a sleeping pill, whatever it is. Marijuana is not going to help you there. Uh, I think they're actually, uh, that's true too. Two good points. I think he's actually just getting hit up because it's actually a federal offense to to smoke in, on a plane. So I don't think he's getting hit with uh, with with any kind of uh, arrest for the, the marijuana itself. Uh, but I do believe he's going to be hit with a with a, it's a federal crime to 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 light up anything in a lavatory or or on an airplane, uh, and that's a good point too. If you really do need to like smoke to fly, and especially again in California, you could be stand you could be in the smoking section at the San Francisco airport smoking a joint before you get on the plane. Do it before you get on the plane, right? It just makes sense. Common sense. Oh, common sense. All right, I got one more little thing on on uh, on the comments common sense section. Um, and I don't even want to get into this, but I'm really just curious what all of you think about this. 
Uh, and it's becoming a new thing uh, where craft breweries are becoming the new hangout spot for parents, but also kids. Kids. And I've seen this a lot around Los Angeles. In fact, at Golden Road Brewery here in L.A., it's been a while, and it might have been removed since then, but it's been a while. They actually have like a little dog area where you can take your dog to go go to the bathroom. I almost said potty. You can tell I got a toddler home. You can take your dog to go potty. <laughs> when you got a toddler home, you use a lot of the word potty. Like I'm, And it's funny because I say it to my wife too. I got, I'm, I'm going to go potty. What? You just get in the habit of saying it. Anyway, uh, so Golden Road Brewing, they have a place you can take your dogs, and they have play stuff for kids. You can bring your kids to Golden Road Brewing. It's fantastic. And a lot of breweries have caught on with this because they're not. it's not a bar. It's not a dingy bar. It's a place where they're ten, they tend to have, like, board games. They tend to have outdoor activity-type games, you know, whether it's, uh, like, the beanbag toss and, and, and all that stuff. Uh, they have those things, which is really conducive to kids. And, in fact, uh, Golden Road Brewing has one of those gigantic Jenga Things, you know, the, I always, there's kids always going crazy on it. Uh, Angel City Brewing is kid-friendly. And, in fact, uh, McLeod Brewing, uh, McLeod Ale Brewing Company, that was uh, the, the last stop on the, the epic, the epic American Craft Brew Beer Week uh, little trip we did. I actually had my toddler, my toddler there, my 18-month-old there. Uh, Chris was sitting there with us. Chris was sitting there. And, we, and the thing is, you get these food trucks that pull up. There's great food. And I noticed, because it wasn't just me. And my family, me and my wife and, and our, my family and friends with a, with a kid there, it was other people. In fact, there was kids running around in, like, little league uniforms. And I think what happens is these parents want to go have a beer. It's a kid-friendly area. The kids are running around. There was a food truck. There was really, really great barbecue. And like, what? who's to say it's not conducive to having kids there? Now, do you want a 16-year-old running around picking up people's half-empty? No, probably not. But you know what? If you have some some stuff there that can keep the kids occupied... Uh, some board games. I, that's the thing at all these breweries now. They have like board games that you can just pull out to the table. You can play some dominoes, some checkers, whatever you know, whatever else. Play some games. Those things are there. Oh, dogs too. Dogs too. That's a good point. And McLeod, I mean, McLeod is one of my absolute favorites. But to me, it's fantastic when I know that I can bring my kid there. So I'm not going to get drunk. I'm going to hang out, have a bite to eat, enjoy a nice beer, especially from the craft breweries. It only makes sense to me. But I'm curious what all of you think out there. Like, does it make sense? And dogs. Actually, dogs was, was coming up in this article, too. A lot of these breweries are dog-friendly, too. Like I said, Golden Road and McLeod. Uh, Angel City is also dog-friendly. I know that for a fact. Uh, I've seen dogs in there. And I'm, there's many others. It's just I'm just pulling those ones out of my head. Uh, I think in the Stone Tasting Room here in Pasadena, you, you can bring... Uh, I believe you can bring kids inside there. Obviously, they can't drink. That's a whole other story. We're not in Europe. Can't have kids in there drinking at like 14 or whatever. So, but again, I'm curious what all of you think. Hit me up on the Twitter or, you know, shoot me a message through the website, whatever it is, a direct message. I'm just, I'm curious what other people's thoughts are on this. I'm, I'm just, I just want to see where it goes. So, um, all right. One last thing I want to talk about. Today is May 31st, 2018. It is the last day of Mental Health Awareness Month. And the thing is, you always hear this about stuff when it's awareness this, awareness that. And when the month ends, that doesn't go away. As far as I'm concerned, and this is just me personally, I'm not saying it should be this for all of you. Every month, every day to me is Mental Health Awareness Month. That's why we talk about it on the podcast. That's why I'm open about my struggles with it with OCD and OAD and the hopes that we can help remove that stigma. 
So while you've been talking about those things and posting those things for the month of May, remember, for a lot of people out there, it doesn't go away because the month of May is over. And this is where it comes back to that smiling. Smile at someone. You know, don't ask someone, are you having a rough day? Just just be kind. Be kind to each other. Because you may not know it, but that could help immensely for someone that is struggling on that particular day, struggling with a particular thing. And it's so simple. It's so simple. And we're going to continue that mission here at Go Tell It to the Wall to remove that stigma, to raise that awareness, and to make people realize that it doesn't, you, you can suffer from a mental illness and live a perfectly normal life. Those internal struggles. It's actually happening right now with uh, one of the cast members of Saturday Night Live, which I haven't looked into. And then there's also a little bit of a weird crossover because of somebody I was ranting against last episode. But I'll be looking into that a little further. But just know, they're all living the same life as you. Just certain things are a little more of a struggle for them. And all it takes is kindness. All it takes is how you doing. You know, you don't need details. How you doing? That's all it takes. So on this May 31st, remember that wall fans, common censors, and anyone out there that's consuming this. Just because the month is over doesn't mean the fight is over. Just because the month is over doesn't mean we're going to stop trying to remove that stigma. Stop trying to help someone. Because as far as I'm concerned, if one, one young kid out there hears one of my stories and feels a little bit better, or is then able to talk openly about it, because that's a big thing. I was a young kid once and did not want to talk about it. But if that happens, then we've accomplished our mission, even if it's just one. But we want it to be many, many, many more than one. And we want everyone out there, even if you're not suffering from a mental illness, to be aware of it and to have a better understanding. Because there's plenty of people out there that do have understanding and compassion. We just need everyone else to have that understanding and compassion. And we'll get there. We'll get there. All right, wall fans, common sensors. That's going to do it for episode 58. Episode 58 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Tell the Wall Pod or at Magic Muppet. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube. Just search Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, and of course, SeanO'RourkeLive.com will take you to all those things I just mentioned, including our Indiegogo page. That's right. I mentioned at top of the show, we have an Indiegogo campaign going on right now. Uh, please head over there, check it out, even if you can only spare a dollar. If you can't spare anything, share it with your friends, share it on your social platforms, share it with your family, whoever it is, just to get the word out there. We're just trying, we're trying to do great new big things with go tell to the wall and could really use all of your help to do that. And you could end up like you could end up lit if you have enough and want to contribute, you could literally end up sitting right here, like right next to me. It's going to cost you a little bit, but you might be able to do it. So please, please check out our Indiegogo campaign. Uh, and of course, like I mentioned, uh, we are on Stitcher now, but wherever you're consuming this podcast, please, please, please remember to actually subscribe we get crazy listener numbers, uh, and we get crazy subscriber numbers too, but not as crazy as the listener numbers, so please make sure you also, 
also subscribe to the podcast. That helps us when it comes to advertisers and sponsors and all that good stuff. Uh, as always, thank you all for joining. Thank you all for listening. It means everything to me that you join me every week as I yell and rant at a wall. And of course, I am the one and only Sean O'Rourke. This has been episode 58 of Go Tell It To The Wall podcast. And remember, wall fans, Common Sensors podcast fans, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter why you're doing it, and especially no matter who you're with, always use Common Sense.